UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Blue Dog Man, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have a familiar face on today, someone who's been a really great guest of the show, Nathan from the Voices of Orion Project. About the Voices of Orion Project, it's a community-based grassroots extraterrestrial disclosure project focused on positive planetary change. Um, Nathan told me to tell you guys he's working on the Voices of Orion Project and he's working on the Planetary Consciousness Project. And uh, his, his uh, email is hajiancontactee at voicesoforion.com. And uh, I want to give him a big well mark. Oh, I want to tell you guys what we're going to be talking about. It's really interesting tonight. Um, Nathan has a, a lot of good, uh, we're going to be talking about Max Spears and Gerald Clark, who targeted them and why, a discussion of directed energy weapons, cell towers, uh, mobile system satellites to Draco ETUSA military lines, etheric implants, psychic bridges, and super soldier brain computer interface, psychic warfare, AI thought forms that look like demons, psychic self-defense techniques, and his personal encounters, the elites attempt to stop the awakening, the brain chip 6G, and an attempted digital hive mind, the coming big shift and how the dark side will no longer have the upper hand, the coming psychic war between starseed sleeper cells and the Draco USA military alliance, and the planetary constant stimulation and stage war between light and darkness. So um, with all that said, I want to welcome to the show, Nathan, thanks for coming back on. How are you? Thank you, Robert. After you read all that, I think we can, we can wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway. I guess let's start with this, like the the book, the, the one that everybody's going to be interested in is uh, why Max Spears and Gerald Clark were targeted. You wanted to get into that. Right. I just, I just wanted to say every to everybody out there that um, I'm really impressed with Robert here. He, he works a full time job and he literally does this, what, 40 hours a week, if not more. I and mean, you're doing two to three interviews a day after work. Oh, no, I do them on my days off, but you're right. I do a lot. <laughs> I do. I, I check on my days off. I try to put a couple out, you know, I try to thanks. I appreciate it. Well, on behalf of the positive side of the ET presence, I just want to say, I just want to give you a sincere heartfelt thank you for everything <laughs> you do. That and feels for, good, thanks. And for giving people like myself who have been ignored for years an opportunity to speak and be heard because we're going through a, a, a situation where there's a lot of censorship and there's a lot of credentialism going on with a lot of these podcasters. If you don't have a book or a movie, they don't want to talk to you. So yeah, that, that's you not, represent just, the grassroots, and that's what I really appreciate because that's the future. I, Otherwise, I, we're stuck in the past. I think so too, man. We got to evolve and come up with new things, right? Right. I just need to get a webcam that aims at my face so I don't look like I'm looking down all the time. <laughs> but, okay. uh, but anyway, yeah. Um, Let's get into this Max Spears thing. I mean, uh, you actually 
said you look a little bit like him, which you do. Um, but um, hopefully you don't turn out like him. <laughs> That's <laughs> not even, I wasn't saying I don't mean to, I, I, don't, I don't want to. I, you know, I mean, I, I feel bad for his situation. He's, uh, you know, like, he, was, uh, he was really knowledgeable about all of the areas of the phenomenon, right? Right. I'm not as knowledgeable about him as probably you are and some of your viewers, but I do know because I, I do have friends that are um, in the community that have the ability to look into these things. And Max Spears, I believe, was uh, someone who was talking about the Super Soldier program and a, and a variety of other things that are interconnected with it. I don't know a whole lot about him. I want to focus more on Gerald Clark, but I just wanted to say from what I do understand about Max Spears is he was murdered by what you call nanites. He was um, he was reportedly threw up some type of a, a vile looking liquid. Black goo. Um, yeah, and um, you know this is a widespread problem in our community because if you go back a long time ago, back and all the way back to the '40s after Roswell, when the government wanted to shut somebody up, they would do it through conventional means. They would just simply um, you know shoot the person or make it look like a suicide and so forth so but now now they have weapon systems where they can reach out and touch literally every one of us if they wanted to and that's we're going to getting into uh, Gerald Clark um, <clears throat> from what I understand from you know the people that I know and from the extraterrestrial contact that I get unfortunately and I hate to say this you know, Gerald Clark was apparently murdered by directed energy weapon systems, which is something that the intelligence agencies, and I guess it's probably better that we don't go into what intelligence agencies it is, but um, they're all three letters in their acronyms, and they're all interconnected in a compartmentalized manner. And what they've done is they've formed an alliance with negative extraterrestrials, such as uh, Draco ETs, some of the Zetas and so forth, it's mostly the non-human extraterrestrials that they have this alliance with. And they're out to preserve the new world order because these negative ETs are constructing a new world order. They're using humans as proxies, but what people don't understand is, is that they, a lot of people think that we're in a war. Actually, there, there's, there's enemy factions of extraterrestrials waging a war with us are actually using us to wage a war, but in fact, it's it's actually an, an, an engineered end time sort of scenario. It's kind of a LARP. It's like a live action role playing game. And I, I'm sort of like the monkey wrench that's thrown into, you know, the sprocket um, here. You know, I'm I'm here to like shred the gears and, 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 and actually get people to think and to see things in a different way. And um, I don't know how far we're going to get to that here, but we are in a planetary consciousness simulation, which limits us to the five senses. It also gives us amnesia, which is, and, and as a result of that, the ETs can essentially, you know, create an Alice in Wonderland or like a Wizard of Oz type of reality for us, where they can make these things happen. They can create constructs, right? They can create physical constructs. Well, everything is consciousness. So I would say, you know, if, if you're referring to constructs, it's, it's going to be, a consciousness type of construct but yeah it also is physical as well and um or they, they make it look like it's physical right they can make you look like you're in a spaceship when meanwhile you could still be in your bedroom right or no well actually yeah um those what i would i would call individual consciousness simulations sometimes they involve more than one person of a mutual consciousness simulation or a group consciousness simulation you can literally be abducted in a non-physical manner 
and they can adjust the experience to make it feel completely physical. And I've talked about this in the last show. I think it was maybe that or the one before that, where they could actually, I got a cat here in my mouth. They can actually stage an abduction or it actually looks like you're on a spacecraft and you think you are. And then you invoke, um, say, you know, say you're, you're a theological mind. So you would invoke, um, you know, the God of your choice. And then suddenly you're instantaneously right back at the point of abduction. Wow. Wow. That's strange. And they manipulate, um, well, for the most part, they can create a timeline and actually pull you into it. So, but anyway, what I really wanted to get into is this thing with, with targeted individuals and how it's done. Um, are you familiar with this, Robert? A little bit, but not the, to the extent that you are. Like, I, I, I want to learn, though. Okay, well, cell towers, the uh, Department of Defense has the authority to put their technology on any cell tower that they want. That's one of the ways that they use this weapon system against people. There's cell towers. There's um, so like a mobile unit that, that that's, you know, handheld. Um, you can deploy it from a car, a boat, a vehicle of any kind. And then you have these radio towers, which were used during the Cold War. And actually, they're, they're still functional. And it's, a, and it's a radio network that's designed for if there's a war, then they would still have some type of communication for continuity of the government. That is another type of, of um, system of emissions for this type of directed energy. And then you have um, satellites, which can actually hit you any place at any time, wherever you're at. Is that would that be like considered voice to skull technology, how, or how they can operate voice to skull technology? Yes, that can do voice to skull. That can do microwaves and a variety of other things. <clears throat> so, I'll try to work down this list here. <clears throat> now, what I want to talk about is 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 that you know for for the uh, for regular targeted individuals, there's stalking and there's all these different things that you hear about. But when they target star seeds, things are a little bit different. Um, there is an arrangement set up with the negative extraterrestrials that they handle the mind control and psychic aspects of it. So, in conjunction with the uh, directed energy attacks that some of us are getting, you also get reptilian attacks and other non-human entity attacks, including something that I call AI thought form attacks. And what I find interesting about these AI thought forms is that they look like entities from the Catholic mythology, which I honestly don't know if it's quite a mythology, because when you see these things, in your own reality and you, and you actually get attacked by them, you recognize them from, you know, from this old artwork. And then you have to ask yourself, were they doing this back then? And what's the connection to it? And it also causes a lot of confusion because if you're a theological minded person, you'll think you're dealing with demons and that they are working with the government when in fact it's extraterrestrials masquerading as demons. I was going to ask you, is this, would this be like what the Gnostics thought the Archons were? Because the, well, yes. And what's interesting about that is, is that there's a, there's a group of Dracos within this consciousness simulation or augmented reality that are in charge of portraying themselves as the Archons. And they're the ones carrying out these attacks for the most part. Um, so the Archons aren't anything but just Dracos. For the most part, but there's other reptilians in there as well. And, there, and there, there's also... Zetas, you know, little grays and stuff like that that'll attack. There, there's even been reports from a friend of mine that that he was that um they were attacked by a gray human hybrid. 
I got questions though. I was thinking like there has to be levels on which ways they can attack. Because if you look at just like regular mental health, there's someone who thinks that they might have just like voices in their head where they're hearing something that they know that isn't their thought, but then um, they, but they still get something. You know, a lot of people could think that's like your conscious talking to you, but it's not. It's like more of like an evil thought form. And then also there's a level where it goes way beyond that, where people are full-blown schizophrenic. And this could right. be into the attacks too, where they're actually hearing someone in the next room telling them to go kill someone or something weird. So there has to be, going back to what I said, there has to be levels on how hard they can attack the brain, right? people are more sensitive that's a different system from what i understand is there's an there's an ai there's an artificially intelligent trans-dimensional system <clears throat> that involves a nested consciousness simulation it's basically a spiritual jail where they put negative people and negative extraterrestrials are using this planet as a prison system and they have a nested consciousness simulation where the entities are actually the souls are placed in this. It's like a, you know, it's like a different dimension. It's what we consider to be hell or the spiritual world or, you know, the negative side of it. And I'm just learning this stuff. You know, this is stuff that's actually came through in, a, in probably the last two years, which is a lot of this other stuff is everything's really been coming in since about 2020. And what I understand about this is fairly vague, but what I understand is, is, is that they put these souls into this consciousness simulation, and then the AI manipulates their consciousness. Um, there may even be an AI type of Lucifer type of entity that influences them as well. There, there's evidence to suggest that something like that is going on. The Farsight Institute remote, uh, remote you, the Lucifer entity and they couldn't nail it down to an individual or an actual person it seemed to be more of an archetype but that it was influential and had the ability to manifest itself as a person or, a, or as a force it was kind of vague so if you look at that and, and you think about it it kind of fits into this type of um scenario where you where you have an ai system influencing us so now, as far as people with schizophrenia, because I know I know that was a Reese report that you're referring to, right? From from Infowars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, that's exactly what I was. Yeah, I started at Infowars, but it made me like think about like a lot of people with mental health and like how people, a lot of people, are struggling with mental health. And I thought, well, is all mental health just entities? I mean, is that even a possibility, or is it AI? Well, I think it's a combination of all, all of the above. I think when you're suffering from schizophrenia, it opens you up to this. And I think you become fair game at that point. You become an easy target. Okay. Um, you know, and, and I think that's, that's what it has to do with. And, and it's, I, from what I understand, it's an AI system, but it also has to do with negative souls that are locked into a consciousness simulation that are manipulated and allowed to access this reality to a certain degree. And there's rules of engagement. I mean, for, you know, for example, I mean, um, just with these negative entity attacks, including the AI attacks, people have reported that if they use a smudge stick, that it actually has an effect on these entities. Now, if you think about that, scientifically speaking, what does a smudge stick do? It's basically incense. It's sage. You're burning an herb. It's not going to do very much in, from a scientific point of view. But if you look at it from a different point of view, that we're under an AI system, an intelligent, fully intuitive AI system, where there's rules of engagement, then something like a smudge stick would actually be pretty effective if it was programmed in the system to be effective. That's how I see it, because, you know, it, 
I have a I have a friend and I, I needed some help with some of these entity attacks and he was explaining what he did um, and he said that he used the smudge stick to weaken these these AI entities so if they're being weakened by a smudge stick there's obviously rules of engagement and there's there, we're in a kind of a programmed augmented reality is, is you know what I'm trying to describe here these are also considered um, parasites too, right? Like brain parasites, like, and there's like YouTube videos that you can listen to that like, it plays like one sound over and over and over again. And it'll supposedly get rid of the, uh, the, I don't know. I mean, like there's a lot of YouTube videos for a lot of stuff. I'm talking about binaural beats and stuff like that. Frequencies they say that can remove brain parasites and stuff like that. I don't know if you ever, you know what I'm talking about? No, because uh, I well, I know what you're talking about. I've never attempted it because um, you know I, I, I've I've always known what works, and I've never I don't want to waste my time with something like that I, because um, I get the kind of attacks that hurt. So it, I don't want to go to YouTube and look for something that I can play and and you know hope that it would actually have an effect. Okay, so what are you using to battle these attacks? Because I have a feeling probably a lot of people are getting attacked, like at least a lot of star seeds, right? Or maybe every star seed. Not every star seed. Um, I went for probably, let's see, when I was in that Enki cult, we were being attacked by AI angels because that was the, it was the inverse theme. It was actually a satanic theme, but it was Enki and it was EA. And the whole idea of it was, was, was that Satan was the adversary of all of the, you know, the mainstream religions. And the real truth was the Enki story. So while we were, while I was in that with others, we were in a spiritual warfare group. I was in there for about seven months and we had angel attacks. We had, we got attacks from reptilians. We got attacks from the greys and we had parasites. We had little monster creatures, just about everything you can imagine. All of this is a, a product of an AI, an intelligent AI system that is interacting with us. I've even been on, on, on like instant messenger talking with another member while I was telepathically connected to an extraterrestrial and the, and the ET was telling me, watch this. And the other person on the, on the other end would react that they just got attacked by angels. You see, so they can control this telepathically. You don't have to be sitting in front of a computer or something like that. If you're an extraterrestrial, you can connect to this AI system and send these thought forms out. Also, too, it's possible for people if they're if they're able to um, if they're able to manipulate energy to create some of these same same thought form entities and actually send them out to attack. I've actually used them myself to fend off some of the attacks that I've gotten. So let me see here. Um, let me ask you this: are, are we in like a big spiritual warfare over this planetary consciousness simulation? Is it like? us versus them obviously obviously that's what it is right but i mean they're they're going to levels of where they're literally attacking everybody so they can win their end of the spiritual warfare like is that kind of what's going on here what's really going on here is that because of the situation that's been created or, or the scenario um the ets have essentially painted us into a corner and what they've done is is they've engineered this this war between um, I would okay. It's a war between the good side and the evil side is what's happening, and it's an end time scenario type of situation. So what they've done is they've allowed the negative side 
to gain the upper hand. And now that it has the upper hand, it can move forward with this world government and, and human extermination plan that they're working on. Plus, they want to tie everybody into a sort of an AI system using the self. Actually, it's a cellular hive mind is what they're trying to create. And they've just announced they're coming out with 6G. Since 5G was a flop and it really didn't get anybody to where they wanted to go as far as, uh, you know, faster speeds on their phone or their computer. Now we're going into the 6G and now they're talking about synthetic telepathy is possible on 6G. And the goal of, of the synthetic um, telepathy system is to essentially completely destroy the awakening because if you can control people's minds with a brain chip implant, you have control. You can monitor thought, you can police people's thoughts, and you can arrest them for it. And you can have so also have physiological effects. So some of these effects that are happening with targeted individuals, the goal of the of the New World Order is to essentially create a system where if you don't listen, like say Robert, they don't want you to do a podcast, or we're we're gonna singe your nose hairs and zap the hell out of you. Or we're gonna affect the way you think, and we're gonna prevent you from even doing it in the first place. It's the mark of the beast system, is really what it is. Wow. Wow. I never realized it was this insane. Like it's, it's really, it's really oh, the wild west, right? <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's the ET wild west. Like, Well, everything I say, you can watch the world economic forum videos here on YouTube. They admit everything. They admit that they're going to tie us into a digital hive mind. They admit. Yeah, but, all what, what, what they don't talk about is the extraterrestrial connection. And that's, oh, of course they, not. You, 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 and they won't ever talk about that. Right. I mean, like we'll never get the truth as far as like what's really going on. We have to have people like yourself and other people like try to, you know, try to figure out. Cause like no matter what we do, we're, we're always three steps behind. You know, like, I don't, you know, in this war, we're always, we're always behind because they know more than us. They know more about our soul. They know more about consciousness. It's like a losing war. It's a losing war right now because it's engineered to be a losing war at the moment. Things are going to be changing. There's a, there's a shift coming. Uh, the negative side has had the upper hand for quite a long time. And in order to stage this end time scenario, they had to give the negative side the upper hand for a period of time to build the infrastructure to set the stage for this conflict that's taking place. And it's going to be a long term one, probably a few decades long. And we're, we're in it. We're on the I guess you could call this the event horizon. We're getting ready to go into the black hole soon. And um, things are really starting to heat up. And that's the reason why. Uh, all of this information is coming out and people are waking up. Well, let's just get back to, I'm going to get back to the start of this. I want to explain um, one thing about Gerald Clark that needs to be said that I didn't cover when we first started talking about this. The reason why Gerald Clark was a target was because he was very, a very influential starseed. And what he did, he studied the, um, you know, Sumerian mythos and he was tying that in with the new world order but the most important thing is it isn't that he tied it in with the new world order it's the fact that the extraterrestrial presence is using this anunnaki story as a wake-up call for the star seeds because what it does is and this is the most important aspect of this and everybody needs to you know to heed what i'm saying or hear what i'm saying is that <clears throat> the anunnaki story is the single most powerful deprogramming tool for mainstream religions isn't it is it is it not or is it 
Well, let me tell you, you're exactly right because that was my wake up in 2016. I was uh, always into ancient history. I was just browsing the internet because I was bored. I ran into a video by Matthew LaCroix, The Battle of the Eagle and the Serpent. It's about Enlil and Anki. And I just like, that was it. And I started going down rabbit holes. So I totally agree that the Anunnaki is the, probably one of the best deprogramming stories because that got me where I am right now. Yeah. It's actually part of the master plan for the positive ET side of this, because, you know, I was in a sort of a satanic cult, really. It's just, you know, it's psychological camouflage. It was really an Enki EA cult. And the, the exact same thing happened to me. I was pulled into this website and the website exposed mainstream religion, but it gave this alternative story of the Anunnaki which made perfect sense because I was subconsciously psychically programmed to go into this group. Once I got in there, I was networked with other people, other contactees. I met somebody from, I actually met one of my family members, one of my Hajian family members there. And I met a lot of other people and we were all really there for the same reason. And we were pulled in by this Anunnaki story. So this is this is the great, I mean, I would say this is the single most powerful tool of the great awakening that I have seen in my lifetime of 48 years. Because I got into this back when I was 14. I started to wake up about that point in time and I started doing research. And back then there was no internet. You had two UFO magazines and I would go into the back of those of those and I would look up all the classified ads and order all the books that I could from Interlight Publishing Company. Wow, and, that's so cool. And I still have some of those. If I if I actually find those, Rob, if I happen to find the ones that I wanted to give you, I'll send them to you at some point. See, I, just me, gotta, I would say I woke up. I would say I woke up in 2016, but I was an Art Bell fan when I was a kid. So I think it was always there for me as well. You know what I mean? Like, or not when I was a kid, but when I was young, I was an Art Bell fan. So I think we star seeds were always into it, right? At some point, or. I mean, I don't know. It's not always into it, but I think all of us found our own little awakening, right? You mean with the Anunnaki story? Or with anything, like in general. I think oh, Art yeah, Bell yeah. did a lot of it, you know, like um, it, that was like a seed planted maybe. I don't know. Like for me, I think it definitely was. Like it, Right. What you'll, I think you do know, you just don't want to be very, um, you want me to say it, I guess, but what's going on is, is that the majority of these researchers um are star seeds themselves and i don't know i i can't say anything about art bell or some of these other people like george nori but i can tell you that they play an integrated part in everything that's taking place this awakening has been engineered at a subconscious level and they've been incarnating a lot of people here to carry out specific missions for social engineering purposes so Art Bell, George Norrie, all of these researchers, the entire community itself is one big social engineering tool for the extraterrestrial presence. And at the heart of that was, you know, Gerald Clark, Zachariah Sitchin, and other people who do research with the Sumerian clay tablets, because that is the key to our awakening. That's, that's, that's the trigger point for a lot of us. Now, usually leading up to that, a lot of us will have lucid dreams, flying dreams, dreams where we have telekinesis. We'll have uh, paranormal experiences, experiences with ghosts. Um, we may have telepathic contact and we may think it's angels. I had, I had that as well. In fact, the ET contact that I had uh, before, I would say probably before age 30, I was, I was very suspicious that it was, I thought it was angels at first, but then my intuition was telling me it was something else. 
and it, and it, and it just and I, re I remember standing at a local park and I was uh, I was being witnessed to by this kid on a bicycle I was probably like 13 or 14 years old and he asked me if um you know if I had accepted you know Jesus Christ and I felt pressure to say yes and I said yes but then this inner voice and I actually heard a voice that said that's not for you that's for them and I had plenty of these experiences over the course of my life. They led me to, to follow this information. So when I got reached about age 14, actually, I really started looking into UFOs and Sasquatch and stuff like that, and, you know, Loch Ness Monster, right around six or seven years of age. Wow. Because, um, you know, we had some, you know, some stuff in the house. I had a book. Um, it's called Strange Stories and Amazing Facts. And I read that book from literally cover to cover. I scoured everything. I didn't read it you know, directly from cover to cover, but I skimmed through it and I read just about everything that was in it at some point or another. But I was really attracted to, it was two main things, it was Egypt and the UFOs. Sasquatch and stuff like that was probably third. Um, so it's been a long awakening process for me. When I hit my 30s, that's when I started to have open contact. And it wasn't until I got to around 2005, late 2005, 2006, that's when the real telepathic contact started. So it's a process for all of us, and we all have our own personal story. But the reason why, like I said, the reason why they wanted to get rid of Gerald Clark was pretty, pretty much straightforward. He was an influential person, and he was talking about probably the greatest awakening tool that the extraterrestrials have pretty much ever developed, and that is the Anunnaki story. I don't think it's a good idea to take it literally. I think it's a good idea to look at it as a theological story that 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 has truth in it, but not to get wrapped up in in, in the actual story itself and, and try to overdo it, because there's much more important things to worry about. We need to look at it as an awakening tool and then go from there. It's I like reminisce about it, but we've got much more important things. Um, you know, to worry about. And, and I think that we need to start moving into those areas and instead of staying there. And I think a lot of people are still stuck there. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of people do need to be stuck there because there's plenty of star seeds waking up who need to hear that story. So maybe I'm wrong in that respect. Maybe we need to keep that going. And I think we probably do now that I think about it. But as far as those of us who've already been to this awakening process and we've recognized all of this and we know who we are, it's time to move forward and, and you know, to go into new directions, such as improving ourselves learning to love one another, but also activating ourselves and actually fulfilling our life purpose and mission. So um, uh, let's get into number three here on this list. I was talking about earlier, and you mentioned it earlier too, about a Draco ET USA military alliance. And recently, just a couple of days ago, I had an extraterrestrial tell me, because um, I was I had somebody contact me, um, actually maybe it was something I don't remember because I, I read a lot of stuff and I, I hear people's comments. It was about immersion. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I believe I have the right term. That's when the extraterrestrials, the negative side, will actually take and remove a soul from a political leader and put a Draco reptilian ET in there, you know, to carry out a purpose. And there's a lot of people that say that and I would say, and I'm probably going to be joining them as well, because I'm also getting information like this, that, that a lot of the a lot of the world leaders, and I hate to say it, but I used to think David Icke was a kook, but now I'm, I'm really starting to see that he's very, that he's very accurate. It's, it's just that he was way ahead of his time, too. I mean, he, absolutely. 
In fact, I had an extraterrestrial tell me that he he's one of the most successful star seed projects that we've had. I believe so too. That's and true. I'm going to be doing a video soon. I just haven't had time to do it because of my health, and I'm starting to get I'm starting to feel better now after a lot of drugs. And um, I, 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 sorry, go ahead. He was actually one of the he was actually the first person to point out that there is a frequency coming from uh, from Saturn and, and that the rings were artificial because you have the ring makers of Saturn book. You have that evidence right there. But he actually talked about a crystalline material that was being dispersed in the rings. And I wasn't even aware of that. And, I, and when I went to review the footage or the information, because he did that Saturn moon matrix video, I think it was 2008 or 2010. It was before 2012, I think it was 2010. I might be wrong about that. But I'm going to be taking footage out of that and putting that together and, and adding my information into it. Um, he, he was the first one to recognize that that six-sided storm on Saturn's North Pole was due to frequency. Now, if you study resonant frequency and its effects on matter, um, certain sonic frequencies can create geometric shapes in iron filings that are put on a plate or other types of medium. And um, there's a specific frequency that creates a, a hexagon. What I was told is, is there's a frequency generator and that it's in theology. It's referred to as the cube of Saturn. So it's a cube-shaped piece of technology that levitates within the atmosphere that creates a frequency. The six-sided storm is not created by that frequency. It's actually a side effect of, of sound that's being made from this technology. But the frequency itself is being, it's, it's essentially psychic white noise. And it, it, it's the main part of, of the planetary consciousness simulation that limits us to five senses. And that's interfaced with etheric implants. So I wanted to get into that next. And now we're gonna talk about etheric implants and a, and a few other things. And I wanna to explain to your viewers exactly how, how the government can actually um, home in on your on the frequency of your soul to target you so in other words robert if you were sitting on the couch and you had a person on both sides of you and you had a child on your lap they could hit you with a target energy stream and make you sick or injured but nobody around you would be affected so how is that done and the way it's done is is, is that well first let's talk about etheric implants because the, there's a lot of disinformation out there as to why we aren't psychic. The main belief is, is, is that we have inferior genetics, and this goes back to the Anunnaki story. They say that we were genetically engineered to be slaves, and that after that point, you know, we were limited to our five senses because all we were there you know, to do was mine gold. That's the official story. From that, all of the channeled information has been pumped in. You have, you have the Wall of One book. And you had all of that. And then, then you have all these other channelers. And they built up this story that we're inferior. They've given us a message that there's something wrong with humanity due to its genetics. That's why we're inferior to extraterrestrials. If you read the Law of One book, they talk about... Uh, <clears throat> actually, I'm not going to get into that. But what you need to understand is, is, is that animals are more psychic than humans. Wouldn't you agree, Robert? Yeah, dogs and cats. Like, they really... Yeah, they, I think you know, they have like, they have some weird, they're able to see spirits too. 
you know absolutely and i and one day i was watching the news and he had i think it was the la or san francisco zoo one of them it was a zoo in california and there was a mild earthquake that took place and they were showing footage from from the zoo of a camera and it showed animals huddling together about an hour or less before the earthquake hit so animals can detect earthquakes and we can some people can but most people can, I would say 99.999% can't. So if animals can see spirits and animals can sense earthquakes, then why can't we, since we're, we're more genetically superior to them? So when you look at the, the claim of the Anunnaki story and all of these channelers, you have to ask yourself, there's something wrong here. There's something missing to this story. It isn't our genetics, not our DNA that prevents us from being psychic. It's the fact that extraterrestrials have created a planetary consciousness simulation that locks us into the five senses and they're playing God with us. And, they, and they've given us amnesia. And two thirds of the population, according to the AT contact that I've had, are in a perpetual reincarnation cycle. The other one third are star seeds are here in engineered lifetimes. The majority of those people are here to heal themselves. And you, what they do, and if you think about this, Robert, if you were to come to a planet, like, like say, Say, for example, you didn't respond to conventional psychic therapy, and we're an advanced culture. So if you really, really want to re-engineer somebody's personality and change it for the better, the best way to do that is to, is to create an augmented reality and put somebody in it and then engineer the conditions. Edit their personality through personality rearrangement and then put them in there and then give them a type of uh, experience that will help them heal. And, and that's a lot. I mean, that's really what we get a lot in our awakening is, is we have these spirit guides that, that help us along in our life. They give us advice and, and you know, so forth. And un unless you've dealt with what I've dealt with, where you have spirit guides that aren't, ex aren't, ex aren't exactly telling you the truth and are acting maliciously, if you don't have that, you're going to get somebody that, that's actually going to help you. So that's part of this experience for a lot of us. A lot of people don't get the spirit guide contact. They may get um, um, a type of theological angel contact and so forth. Are you, are you okay? I was cracking my neck. I had a <clears throat> my neck. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> anyway, um, so I was, I was just concerned about you. I thought you got possessed by the devil there for a second. <laughs> no, I was like, I was thinking about last night. I was like, oh, I'm not going to talk about this now. But I was thinking about last night. I was like, man, I was like, I've had a kink in my neck since last night. And then I started like getting that. And I was able to crack it. I was able to get it right out. Like so that really felt anyway. Sorry, go ahead. You can continue. All right. Um, speaking of pain like that, um, our last podcast that we did together, um, you, you said you woke up feeling a little under the, under the weather that day. And uh, I, had, I, I had a serious psychic attack that night. I just wanted to mention it to your viewers. Um, that night after we got done, we got done around 9 o'clock or so. I think we talked to about 9.20 or 9.30. And then I kind of hung around here in, the, in this little office area I got for several hours. And then I went to bed. For about two hours, I had a severe ankle cramp where my toes were literally porting at my chin. That went on for about two hours, and then I fell asleep, and I woke up three hours later, and I couldn't get back to sleep because I felt like somebody beat me up with a nightstick. That was the first really serious psychic attack that I've ever had. I've been pretty much sheltered and protected up to that point, 
um, I was sore for three days. My whole upper body was, and at a point where it hurt to breathe, and I couldn't take a full breath of air for about two days. How were you that day? Did you? What did I you? Know. I, 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 just, I haven't. I haven't had any problems really. I mean, like sometimes I do, like um, just weird stuff though, like stuff that's not even really explainable. You know what I mean? Like um, so, but, but for the most part, I don't get bothered. Right? I don't know, at least not till a lot lately. You know. Or not yet. Yeah. When this thing heats up, you probably will. Anyway, I want to get back to the etheric implant concept here. You have <clears throat> you have this psychic white noise generator coming from Saturn. Actually, it's it's a psychic white noise being emitted by the planet Saturn and technology inside it. You you've got technology on the moon, you've got technology on Mars that helps to modulate the signal, but you also have a shield in the Van Allen belt that's actually been transformed instead of a magnetosphere. It's not only that, but it's actually a type of, um, it's a, it's a type of system that keeps the souls in from escaping the planet. Farsight Institute remote view that they saw holes in it. And if you know anything about the magnetosphere, it will open, there'll be holes that open and close, but on the drawings that they did, the North and South pole had two large entrances or two large exits, depending on how you look at it. Um, outside of that, <clears throat> if you read the book by Truman Cash, where there's two books, there's The Eye of Ra and A Programming of the Planet, he talks about soul traps. Um, I've discussed this with extraterrestrials. Yes, there's soul traps. If you try to go through these holes in the magnetosphere, you're going to be trapped into a system. Basically, you're going to be trapped. You're not going to get out. People think that they can escape the matrix, but if you look at the world's population, of course, that could be enhanced by star seeds coming here, but for the most part, the main portion of the human population that's trapped here is not getting out. And uh, you would literally have to be outside of this consciousness simulation, outside of this magnetosphere shielding type of system before you can take off and go about your business and not be affected by it. Um, the people that do websites and claim that they've got an idea on how to get out of this matrix, well, my question to them is, is why are you still here if that's the case, if you know how to get out? So... Anyway, we have etheric implants. The etheric implants are attached to us. What they do is, is they, they prevent us from being psychic. They lock us into the five senses. They also give us the amnesia. They work in conjunction with the signal from Saturn. But there are people out there, Robert, who can program an etheric implant. They may not think it's an etheric implant. They think it's a block. And, they, and, and you could pay people for this. And some people do it for free. It's what I call etheric implant reprogramming. And this, and I'm going to, I'm going to lead into this and get into the psychic super soldier stuff in a moment. So that's where I'm headed with it. Um, the government knows that there's a great awakening taking place and they're using the NSA to monitor everything that takes place on the World Wide web. So your emails, everything, your phone calls, everything is going into these big giant server farms where an AI system picks through it and flags certain things that are said that then goes into essentially a large group of people who sort through this information and they begin to look for people who would be persons of interest. <clears throat> and that's essentially how we get targeted. And there's, and there's other ways. Now, if, if you're watching, I mean, if they're watching somebody, say, for example, obviously they're watching me, but if I have contact with somebody, that that creates an intersection point for the NSA. So once they see that we've had contact, then they start watching the person that I'm now talking to. 
And this is actually what kind of led me to be a targeted individual for the most part. I contacted Rex Bear. Rex Bear was being used as an information hub where they were monitoring everything he was doing, like they do with all the researchers and podcasters, even yourself. Um, they're going to monitor your email. So when your guest or new people come and they contact you, they're going to go on a list. And they're going to be scrutinized. So then it led to that. And then I met somebody that was a targeted individual. And then I got myself into a situation voluntarily, which is part of my life mission. It put me in a situation where I was then subject to being targeted with directed energy myself, as well as these Archon attacks. But anyway, getting back to the Draco U.S. Military Alliance, they've actually, they, they have treaties with Dracos and negative extraterrestrials. The entire thing is to engineer the, this whole end time scenario. And the etheric implants, <clears throat> now, psychics can, repro can reprogram an etheric implant, and the U.S. military can do the exact same thing, and they're being chaperoned by negative extraterrestrials, playing a negative role in, in, in this whole scenario. So then the way they target people, for example, this is all they have to do. Now, have you ever had psychic work done, Robert, where you have like, like, like soul work done and you, and somebody were to, were to, you know, re, like, say, for example, if you, if you wanted to get a soul reading, a lot of psychics will ask you to send a picture of yourself. Have you ever done that? Yeah, I've done that. Okay. The reason they need a psychic picture is to create a bridge between you and them. Those who aren't as skilled will need a picture. They'll need something tangible. They need to meet you in person, preferably, or at least over the phone, and they, and they prefer to get a picture so they have something to look at. That creates a psychic bridge. Um, more adept people can simply go by a social media post or an email and then create a psychic bridge that way. What the NSA does is they collect this information this information is then given to a compartmentalized program where psychic super soldiers, and these are people that have been enhanced, the reptilians have shown them how to reprogram an etheric implant, and now they can do it themselves because if everyday psychics that are advertising services on the internet can do this to a certain degree, you can bet your rear end that those in these, in these secret projects can do it at a much higher level because they're working directly with negative extraterrestrials. Wow. And if you remember, like I said, the negative side is getting the upper hand right now to set the stage for this end time scenario, this war between good and evil. So what takes place is, is like, say, for example, they just intercepted my email and they're like, here we go. We got him. Here he is saying he's going to do this, this and that. So then we're going to give this email to a psychic super soldier or a psychic military person. And we'll just call them psychic soldiers. They give the email to them, and that creates the psychic bridge. So now they've got a bridge between their consciousness and mine, just by looking at my social media post. Now, they also have a brain chip implant like they want to give to all of us to tie us into a cellular hive mind. But they don't need this to interface with a supercomputer because they can target you. And they don't, like, for, for example, they can hit you with directed energy, but, they, but you don't need a brain chip implant to be a receiver of that. They simply only need your energy signature, your soul consciousness matrix energy signature. It's an energetic fingerprint. It's no different than somebody doing energy work on you. If you paid a psychic or somebody did it for free, they're creating a psychic bridge to you through the interaction with you. You've given them permission to do it, and then they go in and they do the work on you. So that's a psychic bridge type thing. The psychic soldiers create a psychic bridge, 
and they interface with the computer wirelessly because that computer is also interfacing with their consciousness at an energetic level. There's no need for a wireless implant or anything like that. Once they've done that, they've got a lock on you. So I use the example of a cell phone. If your soul is a cell phone and the collective consciousness is the cellular network, you, they've just made a connection and they can dial your number and target you and hit you with directed energy as well as mind control technology anytime they want once they've got this lock on you. And that's how they're doing this. It's also, I mean, you know, so <clears throat> it's a very dangerous technology and it gives them the power of God literally to take out anyone they want anywhere on the planet. And that's why we're in a very, very dangerous position right now not just as, as citizens of this planet and people of this world, but as starseeds because we're being targeted. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention too, is I said that this is a live action role-playing game. And what I mean by that is, is that this is an engineered war between good and evil. So there's rules, there's rules of engagement. And if you think about this, there's a weak spot here. They can't add any more people to the targeted individual list unless they have these military psychics to do the dirty work for them. They've got to make the psychic bridge connection to program the supercomputer. So therein lies a weak point. And what I'm going to get into next is we're going to talk about psychic warfare. The reason why the government is so concerned about starseeds is they're not worried about people reading tarot cards and doing soul readings and, and, and talking about the Galactic Federation of Light and making videos, and they keep an eye on those people. But those, those aren't the people they're really after. They're after these sleeper cells. And what sleeper cells are, well, first let me explain to you, if you have a scenario like I'm describing, where the government has extremely high technology, transdimensional technology, and they're, and they're abusing it to no end, and they're abusing it because they're being chaperoned and controlled and manipulated by negative extraterrestrials. You're playing the negative side of this live action role-playing game. So you, you have the scenario where the people, the citizens of each country are outgunned. They can't, they can't defeat the system. And you could take it to the streets and you could have major upheavals. And we're seeing that now because people are becoming more intuitive. That's due to the reduction of the planetary consciousness simulation frequency. People are becoming more intuitive as a result, so they can actually turn down the psychic white noise and create a great awakening through, a, through a, an interactive AI transdimensional system. So the good side, as well as the bad side, are essentially working together to engineer this scenario because we're basically a proxy war. There's like two sides of this, and these two sides are going at it. So the reason why the government is so worried about this is because they know that in, in the very near future, there's going to be attempts to, to, up, to, to upend the social order. And they fear that the star seeds are the ones that are going to do it. And they're absolutely right, because these sleeper cells are, are actually designed to take out infrastructure. They're designed to take out these super cells. This whole scenario is is set up to where the star seeds, a certain segment. It's not the people out doing the, you know, the tarot card readings and, you know, the people you hear. It's not the, you know, uh, the person you ride by on the road and you, and you, and you see the neon light sign. It says psychic, you know, you know, psychic readings. Right people like us that are like yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but it, it's those, it's those, it's mainly the people you don't hear about. It's the people that keep it to themselves. They don't need social media to do this because they're getting direct extraterrestrial contacts. The government's fishing for these people. 
They know that at some point they're going to have some kind of social media presence, at least they hope so. And the people that they're really after are the ones that don't really have much of a social media presence. Those are the ones there, and they're fishing for these people because they know at some point that the weak that there's weak spots in their armor. For you know, for example, if you had star seeds coming together under the tutelage of, of you know their guides, their ET contacts that had their etheric implants reprogrammed to the point where they could become psychic assassins, they could take out these super soldiers effortlessly. They don't because, like I said, there's rules of engagement here. The goal is to create a completely up and well, actually, the goal is, is to create an unequal type of struggle where the dark side has the has an extreme advantage going into this, but then there's a big shift that takes place. And then that's when the spiritual or psychic war really heats up. That's why the government is targeting people or had targeted Max Spears, Gerald Clark, myself, and many other people, because they go after the influential ones first, because they know that they're the ones that are going to kind of point in whatever direction the other people need to go. Because you could have, I mean, you could be one of these sleeper cell members and never make a post on YouTube and never really use social media. You just watch anonymously. You just watch videos. Okay. They may, they, they may get you through that, but that's going to be low priority. But anyway, that's the biggest, that's the big thing that's, that's actually heating up right now. There's literally people that are sitting around waiting. And if, and if you read that book called the threat, you know, what I'm talking about by David Jacobs. Yes. Yeah. It's a great book. Yes, it is. It's an excellent book. If I got itchy nose, if if you read that book, there's a lot of the uh, abductees talk about a coming change that's happening, a paradigm shift, and that's what the premise of the book is. When I remember, it's the threat because he thought that the extraterrestrial, the extraterrestrials were actually going to stage an invasion. Yeah, but that's not what they were over. doing. Well, the ETs have already taken over. They actually genetically engineered it, so they don't need to take over. The problem is the negative side has taken over in the in this consciousness simulation. So now the positive side has to make its move next. So when these people talk about, I remember one part of the book where um, an abductee was shown a screen and they were shown people being sent here and doing things. And and um, they asked, uh, he asked the abductee, like, what are they going to have you do? And it's like, I really don't know what it is, but there's going to be a, an event in the future that I have to take part in and I have to aid people. And I think I remember the person saying that they were going to be aiding people. They were helping people go and like either reach safe houses or go in the right direction. It's something with something to do with directing people. It could be an, a, essentially a, a social influencer role. It's hard to say, but in that book, there, there's this premise that there's this future event that's going to take place and the extraterrestrials are going to be using the abductees, which most of which are star seeds. So this information is kind of out there, but you have to know what you're looking at. There is a paradigm shift coming. And the intelligence agencies know about it because they're, they're, they're dealing directly with the Dracos, and the Dracos know about it. Now, you had a question about, um, you know, and I'm not going to give all the information out, but let's just say there's a person that... Um, is working in social media and they're being targeted, but they're very small. They don't have a large following. So why would somebody who's seemingly, who's seemingly insignificant be targeted versus somebody with a big following? It really has to do with what their soul mission is, what their life mission is. The Dracos can look into that person. They can even look into the future and 
and they can look into that person's soul and find out exactly why they're here. If their sole mission is to do something influential, either in the present or the future, they're going to have a higher priority over somebody that has a big following but has no future. It's just going to be somebody who's just going to be doing interviews and working within, you know, the paranormal field. So you're saying that that's when they start targeting people early because they, they see this beforehand, something that we might not even know. Like they, they might not, the person might not even know what kind of impact they're going to have yet, but the Dragos already know. Exactly. And other ETs as well. And they're, they're communicating this information to the government. And usually they're not going to be targeted by directed energy weapons until things get, you know, until things start to develop down the road, but they will get the psychic attacks. And I've talked to other contactees that are literally doing any, they're not really doing anything. They're just awakening and trying to get, trying to figure out who they are, what their purpose is, but they're getting physical attacks. They're getting scratched. They're getting marks on their body. Um, they're having minor injuries. They're getting psychic attacks. A whole but Do you think this could be like them opening up themselves to the paranormal? Because they're, they're, because they're, because even though you're waking up, you're also opening yourself up to other things. Do you think that, I mean, because I still think, I think the government plays a lot too, but I think the paranormal still exists too. You know, I don't know what right. it is, but I don't, you know, like, I mean, like what I'm talking about is like demons, cryptids, uh, all that stuff. Like, uh, what, what, what do you, I mean, like, what does that have to do with all this? Like, have you looked into that? I've asked extraterrestrials. I've had various contacts over the, over the years. Um, I've asked them about this. <clears throat> you have to remember is we're in an augmented reality so they control all of that it's a closed loop system so they can add the cryptids in they can add the portals in they can do all of that stuff it's alien stagecraft yeah so everything that we're experiencing is a product of an augmented reality that they've designed for us so that's what all the now the reason why people have problems when they get into the occult is because there's a there's a there's a type of system in place that deters people from taking that path and that's really all it is um see the best I would say the best way to describe this is is to look at that movie, um, the uh, Truman Show. Have you seen it? Yes, it's great. It's a Jim Carrey. Yeah, right. It's a great. It's a really great movie because right at the end, he hears this voice. He, you know, it's supposed to be God talking to him. It's like Truman, don't don't continue to go. He's floating on this boat and he's going to the end of the dome. It's like this giant pool, and and there's a a big concrete wall that's got the skyline or the, you know, the horizon painted on it. And he realizes, hey, there's a, there's a set of stairs there and there's a doorway. I'm in an artificial, I'm in some kind of artificial construct. I'm in an augmented reality. And they're like, Truman, don't do this. And he gets up and he walks up the stairs and he goes into the main control room where his dad is in there. He's been using him to do all this stuff to make this show. And he's, he's been horribly exploited. Well, that voice is essentially what I'm talking about. It's a deterrent mechanism. So if you got into the occult or you started to get, I mean, I'm not even say the occult, but you just started to get into the psychic side of things, there's going to be mechanisms there in the AI system that prevent you from doing it or attempt to prevent you from doing it. Wow. So, I mean, you have to kind of look at this from, you know, we're in a, we're in a real live Truman show. We're all in it. We're all, we're, every one of us is a, is a Truman and we're here and we're trying to figure out what's going on. We're seeing these little clues and that's kind of the premise of the movie. He keeps finding these clues and it's like, you know, that doesn't make, that's like a glitch in the matrix. What is that? Well, it happens all the time, right? I get glitches in the matrix all the time here. Like, and Mandela effects, I get them, um, 
you know, I, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, I, I know, I know for certain that we're in a matrix and I'll tell you who else has a great channel. Um, Jason, who does archaics, A-R-C-H-A-I-X. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he's done a lot of research on ancient history and the fact that we're in a simulation too, but um, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I digress. Well, how far, I mean, what is his understanding of the, of the simulation? Is he, is, is he speaking from the terms of a computer simulation or is he talking about a type of an organic of an organic reality that's being augmented. You'd have to check out his channel. I think he thinks he like that um, that like that AI. There's a there's a component that runs the matrix, which is he calls it AIX. Okay, mm-hmm. that that. Um, but he never really says who is controlling this matrix. That's what that's what. Uh, I, or maybe I haven't got into his material good enough yet. But I, I gotta I gotta study more. But it's hard for me to see. For me being a host, it's hard for me to get into this and that and this and then watch the far side. I mean, I, I wanted to do all that, but with me you know, doing these interviews, I can't devote a lot of time to one different thing. So my mind's all over the place and I, I I'm studying different things, but just bits and pieces. Cause I'm, it's hard, you know, I don't have a lot of time. You know what I mean? Well, you do have a decided advantage. You're talking to a lot of the people that are deep into it. You're talking to experts, researchers, experiencers, so you're, you know, so you're getting it all that way. The problem is, is that everyone's all, everybody's all over the board with this. Yeah. We're yeah, in the beginning of the awakening process. Now there are people that are more advanced and are more awake than others that have been through more unusual things and so forth. And that would, uh, that's what I would be talking about the sleeper cell type people, because when I began to meet these types of people, all of them were aware that we were in a type of a consciousness simulation. They all knew it wasn't an AI system. Or, or, or maybe a, not an AI, but it is AI to some degree, but it's not a computer simulation. And everything that we're going through right now as a, as a people, as a global community, when it comes to the general awakening process, is being programmed in subconsciously through certain people. The introduction of the computer simulation concept is simply a stepping stone to the final realization that we're in an augmented reality it's not a computer simulation. There is a God or a source consciousness here that's generating all of this. And we're simply thoughts in a never-ending story of an infinite mind. That's the simulation. If you want to talk about simulations and you can say, okay, well, in the, in the beginning, there was one infinite mind and now there's many minds. So what happened was, is that infinite mind went from the singularity to the plurality. It wanted it to experience all, itself, right? Or experience all of us. Yeah, all of us and everything. So everything has a certain degree of consciousness, whether it be a rock, a grain of sand, a planet, a moon, a star, just a fabric of reality. It's all pure consciousness. And the illusion is that we're physically here and that we are independent of one another. And that's really the big lie within this simulation here, because we're in a in an augmented reality or simulation within a simulation. So you have the master simulation, which is the creation, which is the, which is the, the, like I said, it's an infinite mind that's shining through everyone. It's, it's shining through many and it's experiencing itself through all of us. This is how it creates, this is how it creates homeostasis. Because if you can imagine you're in a dark void and the only time you see light is when you have a thought and you're by yourself, what's the next thing that you're going to do? because you're going to be pretty miserable. So you're going to create everything. You're going to, you're going to have ideas and you're going to have thoughts and concepts, and these are going to grow exponentially and in, in complexity. And that's the creation itself. We're thoughts in a never ending story. 
which gives us tremendous ability to do anything that we want because the, the imagination is the only limitation. We just have to get out of this simulation, this augmented reality we're in to experience the universe as it truly is. And what I wanted to say is, is for people who have who are struggling with understanding what it's like outside of this simulation or what it's like to be an extraterrestrial, the best way to do this, if, if you're a Christian, a Muslim, or a Jew, or you have any type of spirituality, you know, whatever it is, you have a concept of the afterlife. And I would say if you take that concept and you apply that to what's outside of this planetary consciousness simulation, it's going to be a close match. Because outside of this, tremendous, amazing things are possible because we're just consciousness. We're simply conscious energy. And that gives us pretty much limited, I mean, it, it just gives us uh, unlimited possibilities. But when we're in this reality here, it's five senses and we're locked into it. It's yeah. a very miserable place to be. And the, one of the worst aspects of this is that we can't govern ourselves because we don't have that telepathic connection to police the government. And that's also what makes, you know, the ETs can play God over us, but at the same time, at the same time, the government can too. It's, it's kind of like, um, it's like being in a prison where the warden is the ETs, but the prison gang is ruling over the cell block and we're the inmates. So the prison gang is the governments, the people in government. And now we find out that a lot of these people are sick. They're, they're very, very sick. And some of them aren't even, don't even have a human soul in their body, which is something I thought that I'd never say, because I used to think that, you know, David Icke and others would look at these people and say, wow, they're so evil, they can't be human. Well, honestly, you know, to, to be able to do the types of things that these people do, you either have to be non-human or you have to, if you have to reach the point of being evil, that you're really no longer considered a human being by most standards. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's see what we got here. Let's talk about some psychic warfare. Are you, are you interested in talking about that? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, after I started getting attacked, um, what they did is they gave me some upgrades. And um, the problem was they didn't show me how to use them. And what I noticed was is that I was able to do things spontaneously because I'm fused with my higher self under a controlled state of consciousness. So my higher self can communicate with me either as a, as a second person, like, a, like an extraterrestrial. It's like the same type of contact, but it's actually that other part of me. And we share the same personality. The only main difference is, is the memories. And in, in that part, because my higher self is female, so that part of me is more feminine than I am. But what I noticed was, is that I was able to do things without anybody telling me that I could do it. So I'll, I'll give you an example of one of the attacks that I had just recently. It was, it, was, it was the last major psychic attack that I had. I was sitting in this very chair and I seen this black blob float past my chair. It was about a foot off the floor and it went just past my left leg and around my back. I was having a, I was having a telepathic communication with an extraterrestrial and it was somebody I hadn't met yet. And, and they, and, well, somebody I didn't know. I just met him. And they and I said, what was it? I thought it was a floater in my eye because I had seen it about a week or two before when I was editing a video. And you got to remember, if, if you just to give you an idea what it is, I'm sitting in a basement. I've got an unfinished basement, an unfinished wall behind this. And this is a photographic. This is a sheet of like um, 
synthetic fabric and I got these little stands set up in the background. It's not computer generated. So I'm in a basement. I'm basically in a dungeon. It's the middle of the night. It's like two o'clock in the morning and I've got a black blob flying past my chair. So most people would be pretty frightened about that. I thought it was, like I said, I thought it was a floater in my eye at first because I'd seen it. It was the second time I saw it. And I thought something was wrong with my left eye. But the person said to me, he says, he says, no, that's not a floater. You're about to be attacked. So really, so what I did was, is I put my, my elbows right on this desk. I closed my eyes and I put my, my face in my hands just like this. And when I did that, my third eye opened up and I emitted a very bright light, a bright, pure white. It's actually white energy. And it was like a flash bomb or a, a sort of a flash grenade effect. And what that can do is it, it, it will injure anything that's in your vicinity. It'll actually scorch it. So what I did was, is I, I first I let that out. And then I've also realized, because I thought to myself that, you know, I had this thought come to me before the attack took place. And I said, if I can use white energy, because I had a previous attack where I used the white energy, and if I can use white light energy or actually white energy, what about energy that's black? And I remembered back when I got that, I had a psychic attack, which I'll describe in a moment, but the entities are black. And then I thought back to when I was in that Anki cult and I was thinking about that, thinking all of those en entities that I saw, they weren't brightly colored, they were dark, almost black to like a lighter color, like a gray to black color, sometimes it's slightly lighter, but most of it was dark. And so I said, so suddenly it just came to me. It's just like, I can use black energy. So what I did was, is after I emitted the white light, you know, to blind and scorch these things, because they were, they were like, and, and these things that I was trying to kill were made out of black energy as well. So what I did was, is I emitted this black energy. I programmed the energy, all, all the energy that, that's, that's ambient within my soul and my environment. I programmed it to be black simply by willing it. And then I created a, a, a lattice or like a matrix of all these tentacles, like roots of a tree, but they were black. And I created this lattice work that spread out in a zone around me as far as it actually had to go. Because in your mind's eye, you kind of see a zone around you and you have this zone that you can sense in a lot of cases. I filled it with this lattice work and everything that was creeping around me was locked into the lattice work. And then I violently torqued the lattice work where it, it actually ruptured. And it ruptured into thousands of pieces. And then I programmed the pieces to turn into these little nasty little creatures to kill and run off anything else that the lattice work missed. And I had the ET was here with me. And I said, what did you think of that? He says, that was nasty. And I said, what do you mean? And, I, and, he, and he said, if there was blood and guts in these, in, in these entities, it would have showered everything because it ripped them to pieces. So that was an interesting technique. And all that simply came out of my higher self. I had another incident prior to that. And what I wanted to mention in my last interview, I, I talked about being attacked by council members. I just had an ET yesterday tell me that you're being attacked by Orion council members. So it's the council of, it's the council, uh, councils of Orion. And what I've been shown, Robert, it's a bit different. It's going to be controversial. In the beginning, when I started getting open contact, I never really asked if they were part of the Galactic Federation or anything like that. It wasn't until I got kind of closer to doing the social media project that I wanted to define what they were. And I kept asking, and, and it always felt wrong intuitively that I was dealing with something called a Galactic Federation. 
it, 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 it just didn't feel right. I knew there was some kind of organizational structure to the ET presence, but I knew that they didn't call it the Galactic Federation. And lately I've been getting information where I'm being told that the Galactic Federation of Light, the Galactic Federation of Worlds is simply a storyline that contactees are being fed because they need to create this war between light, you know, between the good side and the evil side. So you have, so in, in this story that we're being fed, you have the non-human Dracos and all of those who they're involved with. And then on the other side, you have the Galactic Federation of Light or Galactic Federation of Worlds. All it is is a spinoff on theology. The Galactic Federation of Worlds and Light represent the angels of, the, of you know, all of these different religions. And you have the evil side, which is the non-human ETs that look like demons, some of them. They're the demon side. So really what we've got here is essentially an upgraded 2.0 science fiction version of, of the end times of, you know, the Bible. It's the Christian religion upgraded to star trek it's like star trek infused with christianity so <clears throat> and then we have all then we have the secret space program and all these other things taking place um, but there are contactees coming out now that are beginning to talk about that we don't have an actual galactic federation what we have is in the, i would say the best way to describe this is a um trying to see it's uh <clears throat> can't think of the terminology i'm actually drawing a blank here um it's not diversified it's not compartmentalized uh can you help me here robert um cryptocurrency is is, is bitcoin no well i'm just saying cryptocurrency itself is described it's it's a decentralized government model so instead of having a like a top heavy structure you have more of a united nations type structure for all these different races are working together under these treaties, but they're not, and, and then some of them have a, have like agreements and they're, you know, they're unified in these different groups, but it's not a big structure like a galactic federation. It's not what they're presenting it to be. It's kind of lesser of an organization and more of a, a diversified group of worlds that are working together. But when it comes to the earth in this situation, it's governed by councils. So when I talk about being attacked by the Orion Council, what that is, it, it, that is a particular group of people that are from Orion that have become corrupted. And that's what I'm dealing with. So how this relates into other types of warfare that's taken place in Orion or this Orion group, I'm not exactly sure, but I know the Orion group story and I know the Galactic Federation and the whole reptilian conflict is part of this augmented reality that we're in. It's being fed to us by channelers. There really isn't any hard evidence to support this if you think about it. Now, there was an Israeli scientist, I believe it was a physicist or scientist, a couple his of years uh, ago. I know his name. Uh, oh, Perfect. Oh, shit. What was his? I, I knew it all the time. Um, I, I can't Haim Ashed was his okay. name. He, was, now, he came out and said that there was the, the U.S. was working with the Galactic Federation and that there were aliens on Mars. And he uh, he wrote a book about it, you know? Right. But he also said that... that um, he also said that uh, Trump had, you know, direct knowledge of this. Now, there's a lot of us in the Starseed community that recognize that, 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 you know, that the whole situation with Trump was an engineered situation. You have a, you have a Starseed who is Donald Trump put into a situation to make a lot of positive change and to, you know, to more or less wake people up. He did more to wake people up than he did to create positive change. 
Um, and that was that was a wake up call because once they put an outsider in, they saw all of the forces that people previously trusted converging to get rid of this man. And then you can then you can see how the entire system is corrupted because now there's somebody in there that's not one of their own. So he was a wake up call for the world. So I would say besides for maybe Zachary Sitchin or Gerald Clark, I'd say Donald Trump was probably as far as the whole global population was the single person has woke more people up than anybody else to the corruption that we're dealing with. But did Donald Trump know about the extraterrestrial presence and would the government, the government that's keeping it secret and trying to remove him, give them their big, give him their biggest secret? Absolutely not. So I would say that this, that this individual from Israel is either a psyop or he's fed into a lot of things and he's not putting out information that's factual. He's putting out some information that's factual, but other stuff that's conjecture. So to assume that Donald Trump knows the entire secret of what's going on is ridiculous because they wouldn't give this man that information. They've never he, given I, the president's information. I mean, right. even, I mean, people like don't like the Clintons and I, I understand why I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to talk about them, but I do know that, but for some reason, Bill Clinton was really interested in what was going on with Roswell. And he tried to find out what the truth about Roswell and he could not find out anything. They would not give him any information. You know, I think, um, I mean, like, uh, uh, Obama, no, I don't think Obama looked into it, but I know Clinton looked into Roswell. I know that for sure. Like, you know, um, Reagan thought, you know, Reagan's famous speech, he said, if we were suddenly uh, had an extraterrestrial presence, we would all come together. That's one of the most powerful statement I think one I've ever heard by one of by a president besides something that JFK said, you know, or maybe Eisenhower's speech against the military industrial complex. Those were all pretty good speeches about what, what's going on, I think, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I fully agree. I was actually going to bring up the Clintons. I think they actually got their disclosure from Stephen Greer, from what I remember. And I think, yeah, it was, yeah. was it Nelson Rockefeller was the one that was actually financing Stephen Greer? Because there was a rift in the, in the, in, uh, uh, the Rockefeller family. I don't know if it was Nelson, but if it was Nelson, and if I'm wrong, somebody- I think it was David Rockefeller. Well, he's the bad. He's the, he's the bad guy. But I'm talking about the one that was working with Stephen Greer. And there's pictures of Stephen Greer walking with the Clintons and one of the Rockefeller family. And according to Greer, this particular Rockefeller family member, there was there was a there was a full disagreement about you know disclosure with extraterrestrials. So he bankrolled Stephen Greer for a while. From what I understand, I think it was Nelson, but I'm not sure. But um, yeah, even even the Clintons and their insiders to all this criminality and everything and, and all the I mean, they're establishment people. They couldn't even get this information because, like Stephen Greer said, it's not your your position within the government that allows you to get access to this information. It's a need to know basis. And it has to do with the fact that if you can keep your mouth shut and you have a need to know, then you'll be utilized and you'll be told certain things. But it's you're only going to be told certain like certain to a certain level. What do you, you think about the fact I was thinking about this. I'm so, I'm so sorry. I, I get excited because we're talking about stuff. I want to ask you your opinion on this. What do you think about the fact that they might have, but the government might have bought out certain podcasters? I'm not mentioning any names and told them to put out certain stuff. They let them, they let them go. You know, they, their channels never get touched with anything. They're fed certain information. I don't even know who it would be. I don't have a, I don't have my eyes. I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not saying anybody's like that, but do you think they've infiltrated the podcast scene too? Yeah, and I want to give you all the names to I'm just, just just messing with you. I don't want to do that. I don't have all the names. I have a, I have a, a mental list of people that, and it's not just podcasters. It's people that are in the Starseed community. 
that, that seem to come out of nowhere and have every door opened up for them. Um, yeah, I, it is, I've always found that weird, right? It is. Yeah. Well, that's because there is a system going on there. Um, behind every star seed, uh, or actually, yeah, you know, behind every star seed, but more importantly, behind every influencer, whether it be social influence, because you have, you have like two different types, and I've actually broken them up in two different categories. You have the, the social implants, which are the people, I would consider you a social implant as, as, you know, as well as myself and others, because you're out there on social media and you're actually doing something constructive. But then you have the social influencer types, and these are your viewers, and these are people that just go about their life, and they talk about this stuff, and they, they carry this belief system that influences others. So they do the legwork for everybody else. We do a little tiny bit of it, and they, and they and, and all the rest of the people, the influencers collectively, socially engineer the population. So it kind of starts out with us and spreads out exponentially. But yeah, there there's... um. I would, yeah, for certain there are people out there within this community that do have ties to the intelligence agencies. It doesn't, now, it doesn't mean they're bad. I would say Linda Moulton Howe, Stephen Greer, other people would have certain ties to the intelligence communities. They may think that they're talking to somebody trustworthy, but oftentimes they're not. And I wouldn't trust anybody from an intelligence agency at this point. I would avoid them at all costs. And I would you and, and I would look inside and I would awaken myself psychically and I would connect with positive extraterrestrials and other people like myself and I would get the disclosure that way because that's where this is moving. The future of disclosure is not the government. It's not these whistleblowers. We've already passed that phase. The new phase is that we're, we, the experiencers, are going to be the future of disclosure. But you're absolutely right. There are people out there that are shills. They're pushing nonsense um and then you have a lot of podcasters out there that are you know i mean they're big and they're small but there's some that are negatively influenced and, and that they have been bought out or something but there's also you got to factor in too you've got mind control you've got extraterrestrial psychic or, or um cognitive manipulation of people so you have various levels of a control mechanism now what i was saying is about the ets behind every behind every social implant or even social influencer, there's spirit guides. There, there's extraterrestrials managing every star seed. The more influential you are, the more, well, actually, you're going to have a team of people working with you. Problem that I've had is, is that, is that I've been sabotaged by extraterrestrials for other, other reasons that I've talked about in the last podcast with you. Um, I mean, if, uh, and I really don't want to get into that here. It's something I'd have to kind of spread out and actually probably write about it. But, but anyway, yes. Um, one of the reasons why I've been shadow banned so badly is because for years I made political statements on YouTube. I mean, it was constant. And then when I got tired of that, because once people started to wake up, I was no longer the only person saying it. Everybody was saying it. So I didn't have to say it anymore. So I started talking and I started having these experiences Things started to really, you know, to pick up with the psychic side of my life. And then I started having these contact experiences and I was leaving very provocative uh, statements on YouTube. And, and of course, they build a file up and, 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 and eventually if you go public and start talking, they shadow ban the hell out of your channel. So they don't want me. They don't want me to talk. I mean, and um, and I'll tell you in a moment uh, 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 something that, that, you know, happened to me just a couple of weeks ago with a Draco reptilian. Um, but yeah, um, there's a system and, 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 you know, like I said, there's a system of extraterrestrials that are engineering this entire awakening. They're, they're, they're influencing the social implants. So it's kind of like we have like this, 
it's it's like for each and every one of us, there's a bunch of ET talent agents that are out there making deals. So it's like if I wanted to go on somebody's podcast <clears throat> and, um, you know, I'm going to send them an email and I'm going to say, hey, my name's Nate. I've had all these experiences. Um, I've done this and this and that. You can check out my work here. I get zero responses. Nobody's talked to me in 15 years. We're almost at the 15 year anniversary mark for being completely shut out of the discussion. You're the only person that has actually given me a chance. And I've, I had four people that I contacted in the last two months. I got nothing. Um, and, and that's the way it's going to be for a while. It may stay this way. I don't know. The state of affairs may be so bad, but from the ET side and as well as the human side, that, that I'll never be known by anybody except for a small number of people because that's the way the system wants it. But um, yeah, so anyway, if, if I were to contact somebody with a wild story, even though it's like, say it's a true story, but it's really outrageous. And then suddenly everybody wants to talk to me. And that's because behind the scenes at a subconscious level, the extraterrestrials have arranged this. So they've subconsciously programmed the person that I'm talking to or contacting to, to pay attention to me and take me seriously. And they, and they actually, and it has to do with the higher self. The higher self would agree. The whole interaction would, would be confirmed. Okay, now we're going to put him on a podcast. For me, it's the exact opposite. Keep him off the podcast at the, ES, at the ET level. At the level of, you know, the big tech level, of course, I'm being shadow banned. So that's kind of the way the system works. Like I said, you, you, you have a hierarchy above that's at a subconscious level. That's, that's the prison warden. You got the low, you, got the, you have the gang level, which is the government, which is big tech. Anyway, I wanted to talk about this uh, Draco ET attack. I didn't really have an attack. It was an interaction. Um, I have a friend from Avalon. He was describing, you know, being attacked by archons, you know, Draco extraterrestrials, along with military, psychic military personnel. Something I didn't bring up, and I brought it up in the last one. Um, the military is using psychically enhanced people to do in order to carry out psychic attacks and psychic assassinations on people that they don't that they want to shut up, and they're doing it in conjunction with non-human extraterrestrials. We're on the negative side of this consciousness simulation or this stage war between, you know, the good side and the evil side. So. What happened was, is, is I was washing dishes one night, and it was, it was kind of late. It was probably after midnight, and I had a sink full of dishes. And, I, and while I was about halfway through, I had this voice come over. It was a, a telepathic voice. And when you talk to the Dracos telepathically, they don't sound like a growling alligator. Okay, They sound like a person. I've had contact with Dracos that are really friendly, cool people that I'd like to talk to again. Um, they're just like us in as far as personality goes. They're, they can be as friendly as could be. They could be your best friend. But if they're in the role of, a, of an archon, they're going to sound like a Bond villain. So this so individual, what, a, Bond villain? a Bond villain or something out of the Super Friends cartoon, you know, like the Superman's enemy or Spider-Man's enemy, like a, a kind of a mythical villain. And it's like a it, it, it's all a facade. Yeah. So, I get this contact and, and, and this person or, you know, this reptilian says to me, we can free you from your body. And I stopped and I, and I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, I could have got the, I was, I was hoping for the Illuminati phone call first, which I never got. I never got the Illuminati phone call yet. I guess I'm not popular enough, but now I got this Draco in my, in, in my ear and I could sense who it was. I could sense that it was, that it was, 
a non-human entity, but they weren't showing me their appearance. It was part of the psychological warfare aspect of this. We're not going to show you what we look like, but, we, but you're going to feel it and sense it. So he says this to me, and I felt like saying to him, well, where were you when I was, I was a depressed teenager and I wanted to die and I didn't want to be here anymore? You know, I could have used you 30 plus years ago. And that's what I kind of thought to myself. And, I, and it was just like a joke, like a sarcastic comment. And I said, hold on a second. I said, I would really want to talk to you, but you need to let me finish here. So I, I prematurely stopped my dishes and I went and I sat down and I just started to, and I started to communicate with him. And, um, and, and I was like, hold on a second. I want to know how the, how the wife and the kids are, right? And this is actually what I said to this, this individual. And it really pissed him off because I was being a smart ass. I was being sarcastic. Like, how are the wife and the kids? I'm like, like, do you have like little alligator kids that run around? And, and what does your wife look like? You know, how do you guys like procreate? You know, and I'm asking shit like that. And, and he says to me, he says, he got angry. He says, you're wasting my time. And he was just angry, just angry persona. And I just had this tongue in cheek uh, attitude with him. And it was and I was doing it on purpose to make him angry because I don't get intimidated by this stuff. I've been through enough of it. I've been through far worse than anything that he could put me through. And um, so anyway, we had this discussion and he told me, he says, I want you to stop everything that you're doing. Because I said, what do you want from me? And he says, I want you to stop everything that you're doing. I'm like, what? And I said, the project. He says, everything that has to do with it. I want you to stop it all. And he says, if you do that, we'll spare your life. And I said, I look, I said, I'm, I'm sick. I've got a heart condition. I said, I can barely walk a hundred yards. And I feel like somebody's sitting on my chest. Like, what are you offering? You're not offering me any incentives here. You know, I said, you know, I'm going to die anyway. So what's a couple of months taken off? And I said, you need to understand something. I came here to do something. And I was and that an opportunity was taken for me. And I, and I claimed this for my own. I demanded that I get, that I was given something to do before I leave. And I said, you're not going to take that from me. And I said, I don't care if you kill me. But I said, because there's plenty of people coming here. And I, I used the shark tooth analogy. I said, it's like a shark's tooth. Like it loses a tooth. There's a whole row of teeth behind it. I said, if you kill me, you've got a couple hundred people coming behind me to fill my spot. So what is it going to benefit you if you take me out? And he said, we want you to stop. And, and I said, sorry, you can shove it. I said, I'm not doing it. And then he, then he made a, a more enhanced threat to me. He says, we can take your soul after we kill you and hold it hostage and torture you. And I said, oh, wow. And I said, and, and, you know, this was really supposed to get to me. And I just, I just said to him, I said, um, I said, Oh, that's interesting. I said, you do know this is a LARP, right? I said, have they filled you in? Did you, did you get the facts or the email? Did you get the bulletin that, that literally says that we're in a type of live action role playing here, a simulation? I said, augmented reality. I said, there's rules of engagement here. I said, you can't do that to me. <clears throat> and um, he said, yes, we can. And I, and I said, no, you can't. And then he, then he said, yes, we can. And, and he left and he laughed maniacally. He said, we're going to get you and your soul or two. It sounded like Freddy Krueger. And uh, it was just to try to intimidate me. And immediately after he left, I still had Orban with me. Orban has been missing for a while. They've, I've, it's a whole long story. He'll be back eventually. That's my that's my hot J in contact. He immediately stepped in because he was there the whole, the whole time it was happening. He's don't listen to that. They can't do that. And so, but they probably can do it with some people. They can't do it with, with others. Cause like I said, there's rules of engagement. Anyway, the next day I got up and I was walking through the living room right by the television set. And I kind of, I looked on the, cause you know, 
I have a TV that sits on a TV stand. I looked down to look for something and I had sat there and instantly, as soon as I did that, I heard this reptilian cursing at me, making more threats. Anyway, um, I, that night, I believe I had sent an email to my friend, um, another contactee that, that, that has more abilities than I do. And, um, and anyway, he, uh, he, he, he took care of this reptilian. He, I don't know if he injured, he ran it off. He didn't really get into the full details with me, but, um, so that was, you know, so that was eliminated, but that was the first time that I had that experience like that. And I never had a problem with reptilians before that. And I asked him, I said, you know, what exactly was that? I, I said, I said, I was hoping for the Illuminati phone call, but I got this guy instead. He says, well, that's how it starts. And I said, really? And, and he said, that's what happened to me. And it's happened to others. It's like the initiation into the game. And what he was doing was he was coming to me and saying, okay, we want you to stop. If you bail out of this, you won't be involved in it. And he also told me too, he said, this isn't your fight. I said, what do you mean? I said, I made it mine. And he said, oh, you, you know, you, you should just go on with your life and do what you want to do and, and live the rest of it out and not be part of this. This isn't your fight. And I said, I want it to be my fight. So that was another thing that he said to me. So what he was trying to do is, is he was, it was kind of like engaging your enemy and saying, hey, you don't need to be part of this. If we can get you out of the equation, it makes it easier for our side because we don't have to deal with you. Wow. And they're probably doing that to a lot of star seeds, right? I think so, but it depends on how far you go. I mean, there's people that never get bothered. There's people that have negative energy attachments and occasion minor things happen, but they never get physically beaten up. And um, and I would have gotten beaten up in the just in the last couple of weeks if it wasn't for these abilities that came out of me. For example, I had another incident, and this was right after the podcast. It might have been. It was actually the same night. <clears throat> the same night no wait a minute no no it wasn't it was it was after i got beaten up it was i don't know it's probably because these things happen so much so much i don't know the chronology of it i, I it, it all kind of comes together like a blur but um i remember laying down in bed and i gotta wear a cpap machine so it's a process i put it on i strap it on my head and i get the pillow right and i lay back and as soon as i close my eyes instantly my, my third eye opened up and it was this gray landscape it was dark but it had like you know some gray hues to it like there was a dimly lit light that I couldn't pinpoint where it was coming from and I saw this horde coming at me and it, it looked like a bunch of grays but they were black skinned and they had glowing red eyes and they had spindly arms and uh instantly without even thinking I turned myself into a basically a, a, a freestanding stack of razor blades it was like swords it was kind of like a cuisinart or like a food processor and i just hacked them i hacked them to pieces and i remember the last thing that i saw was the severed it was a severed forearm about maybe that long and i was looking at it and it was and i was and it, and it had five fingers on it but it was really spindly it was like the the forearm well the whole arm was the same circumference it was like this long tubular arm that had an elbow joint in it but there wasn't any muscle definition there wasn't any size, you know, it was all the same size. It was a non-human entity, but it was actually what it was, is an AI thought form attack. Wow. And I found another contactee online who was murdered by the government. I'm going to do a video about him. He referred to these AI thought forms as a AI weapon system. And technically that's what it is because the federal, well, the shadow government, is actually using this technology. So they can generate these thought forms using technology, 
as well as psychic ability. And <clears throat> a lot of us can actually do this too. We can actually create these thought form entities and send them out to do things. <clears throat> yeah, that's they, they did that back in the day in witchcraft too. Like I, I used to listen to a witch that used to come on Art Bell. Um, her name was Evelyn Paglini. She talked about how people could use animals as uh as um a, they call it a familiar in mm -hmm. in, in, in witchcraft and uh mm -hmm. they the familiar does tasks for them or it can see she can see through the familiar's eyes it's really interesting was she referring to these as physical entities or physical animals or was she referring I to she, the, i think she 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 makes it and it's an astral type animal yeah that's exactly what it is it's the exact same thing. You can program that however you want to. You don't need to have something that attacks people, like a little creature. Um, I've been in psychic warfare exercises when I was in a Joy of Satan group, because that was one of the things. I, after I posted something about a pet, yeah, I put in, I had an experience, which I talked about in one of our first interviews, where I had an entity come in the room and it put its like its, its hand on my left side and it charged me up full of energy. You know, I'm sure you probably remember that discussion. Yeah. I know you have a lot of it. I don't know. For some reason, I think you remember that one. But, but um, yeah, where, where was I going with that? Um, <clears throat> we, I, 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 not the scrap of idea. I've lost it. Yeah, we've been, it's, uh, it's almost 8.40. So we can go maybe like five or 10 more minutes and we might have to do a part two if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, we can do a part two any any time. I'm I'm sort of getting to the point where it's like I'm I'm kind of losing track of what I'm saying here because we've kind of covered a lot of distance. Do you want to just find a way to, to sum it all up and and maybe uh, or whatever whatever you want to do, you know? Well, best way to sum this up is that is, well, yeah, there is one other thing that I wanted to say is I I, I spoke about a shift taking place. Um, What's interesting about this is one of my contactee friends, the one that helped me out with that, uh, with that enemy, well, with the reptilian attack, is um, I was told in a couple of months the situation that I'm in where I'm restricted on what I can do psychically is going to stop. Um, and they, they, what they did is they told me three months, and I think we're down to about a month of that wait right now. And I, I mentioned something to him. And we were actually saying this at the same time to each other because he was getting ready to tell me. And I said, hold on, because he said something about three months. And I said, no, I, mean, I said something about three months. And he says, wait a second. And he, he told me what he had gotten, as well as the other contactees that he knows. These are very advanced people, by the way. And, um, and uh, what, he, what he told me is, is that there's an upgrade coming for some of us, not everybody. And this isn't this isn't some grand awakening. It's not some sort of solar uh, solar storm that's, that's going to make us all psychic. That's channeled garbage. <clears throat> and that's this, you know, GFL stuff, which is an intuitive exercise to get us to discern what's really true and what's not. You can't discern something that isn't true unless you have, well, you can't discern what the truth is unless you have lies to compare it to. You have to have the yin and the yang here. So a lot of this channeled information is very, very cyclic. It's repetitive. And we, we've had the solar flash story talked about for years. There was a cosmic flash story. It goes back about, I've been looking at this stuff for 34 years. Everything that GFL has channeled to, you know, to people has been a repetitive loop of a story. It just gets changed a little bit and then, and then reintroduced to the channelers about every 10 years. So 
all of the newbies right now are going through this experience where they're, they're hearing a story about a solar flash that's going to make us, uh, everybody's going to become psychic, we're going to have angel bodies, our DNA is going to be crystalline. None of that's going to take place. It's been predicted for 30 plus years, if not for, you know longer, because in the early beginnings, it was the Ashtar Command talking about a rapture of 144,000 people that were, that were more advanced and of a higher vibrational frequency. There was going to be a pole shift. We were, it was, and once the pole shift takes place, there was going to be two Earths, and there was going to be one that was at 4D and one at 3D. None of that took place. A lot of channelers sold books, and they, they, they made a small amount of money on it, and so on and so forth, and none of it happened. And then we got into the later stage, where it was another 10-year period, where we had the same stuff being told. And then now we've got the 144,000 again. I think that's supposed to be people coming here to save us. Anytime you hear somebody channeling the Galactic Federation of Light or Worlds, it tells you that we're all going to be saved and we don't have to do anything. Just kick back and wait. It's no different than being told that Jesus is coming back any day or, or, or Yahweh or, you know, the uh, Jehovah's coming back. It's, it's the same stuff because these are the same entities that gave us the religions and are giving us ju just a different version of it. It's the space age version of Christianity and Judaism and, and Islam being pumped right back in. You know, the channelers of today are the prophets of old, and we need to really focus on activating ourselves and, and, and actually coming and, and actually getting in tune with our higher self. And if you talk to extraterrestrials and they're pushing this stuff, question them. Don't ever take it at face value. But what I'm saying is there's a shift coming with some of us. And there's a psychic war that is getting ready to start heating up because if you look at the state of the world right now, the World Economic Forum, and all of these evil things that are taking place, we're going to be extinct if something doesn't step in and stop this. And it's not going to be the Galactic Federation saving us or sending Klaus Schwab to another planet. That's not going to happen. It's not going to be a solar flash, another Carrington event. We have a, we have a solar max or our coronal mass ejection and we get a direct hit here in the United States or whatever country gets it, it's going to wipe out part of their power grid. It's going to destroy their telecommunication system. It's going to damage people's cars, their computers. It's going to do a lot of damage. There's not going to be a psychic awakening. And um, I was questioning that, and I was in a, I was in a, a forum, and I brought it up, and somebody said to me that um, Dr. Sala, and I may, and this is an exact quote, and maybe I have this wrong, because I said, well, how come the last Carrington event we had didn't create a psychic awakening? And it's because the sun is conscious and has a personality and is playing God with us. And the sun can determine whether or not that coronal mass ejection is going to make us all psychic or just damage our computers and our, and our, our phone lines and telecommunication systems. It's like, wow. Like, you know, I mean, there's some far out stories, but that's a big pill to swallow right there. So, I mean, that just that just goes to show you it's there to get you to discern what's the truth and what isn't. And I cringe when I see large amounts of people buying into this stuff because they don't have there's not enough voices out there to tell people that it's not true. It's BS and what it's re and what it's really behind and why it's being done. But I am seeing a shift now. I'm starting to see people like myself coming forward and are questioning this stuff. And putting out counter information to get people to, to so that they have more tools to discern what the truth is. Now, the people channeling this stuff are doing a very important actually you know, job for the ET presence. They're giving us one side of it that isn't it that is untrue, 
And then you have the other side comes in with, with a more accurate story. No one's got the full truth, but it's done this way so we can figure out, so actually so we can awaken. It's a, it's a global intuitive exercise is what it's really about. Now there is a secret space program, but there's also fictionalized channeling that's going on that tells a fictionalized story of a real scenario that's taking place. And if you notice these channelers will, will, will contradict one another. And then what the ETs do is they'll tell you, okay, well, so-and-so is being talked to by the enemy. So you can't trust that person. And then, the, then these people fight amongst themselves. And it's like I said, you never turn your back on someone who's doing, who's, who's also a channeler, who's a star seed or an influencer. You have to look at it. You have to realize that we're all in this together and you have to look through the eyes of love and compassion. You have to use your heart for your discernment because you should never turn your back or slander somebody because their information is incorrect. Now, there are people that are out there that are being negatively influenced and some are scammers and you have people that are being mind controlled either by, by extraterrestrials or they have a cabal influence and because the cabal and the negative side of the ET influence or, or, the, or the ET, um, I, I would say the negative side of the ET presence are working together. So it, it really makes it difficult to discern whether or not they're a government agent or they're being mind controlled by the government or being mind controlled by ETs. So it's a very confusing time. Yeah, it But I think you cleared a lot of things up. I think you really made a great presentation, man. This was, uh, this was excellent. I mean, it, it gives me a lot of better understanding of what's going on and what to expect. Unfortunately, yeah. what to expect, because I think I'm probably going to get psychic attacks. I mean, I, or, or, you know, but I think this is a war and, you know, um, you know, we got to do what we can. And, but what I thought liked most about what you said is that when you were attacked, you were able to use the power of your third eye and do certain things to ward off these attacks. So you're saying we use our our own abilities, not some YouTube video or something. We can use our own abilities to, you know, ward off these attacks. Well, well here's what I wanted to say. And thank you for bringing that up. The future of this, the future of, of, of this entire awakening is going to be star seeds activating star seeds. So you have certain people right now that can reprogram that etheric implant. In the near future, you're going to have much money. You have many more people doing this. There's going to be a mass awakening and a mass activation through, through this etheric implant reprogramming process. And this is where the future is because once, and this is what they're really afraid of, because can you imagine if you've got large numbers, hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people waking up and being activated and being at a higher level than the government super soldier program. Can you imagine that? That's what they're really afraid of. And when that takes place, you're going to see a lot of changes take place rapidly. They're going to be happening behind the scenes. And politically, you're going to see a big, a big polarizer, actually a big shift. I was going to say a, a pole shift. It's kind of like that. But you're going to see a big shift to the positive. Because if we don't change things, we're all going to be killed. We're all going to die at the hands of the World Economic Forum. They want to depopulate. They want to, they want to control everybody. And they want to lock them into this telepathic hive mind that they can control. It's the ultimate form of domination. So really, you know, the government's winning the war against the public right now. But eventually, from behind the scenes, there's going to be there's a shift taking place right now. It's just getting started. There's a political shift. There's an awakening. But there's there's things that are going on behind the scenes that are really going to have the impact and they've been going on for some time 
but we're not really seeing it yet. We're, we're, we're seeing the negative side assemble everything that they need to do. They've got their war chest and they've got this horrible program of targeting people. That's going to come to an end eventually, too, because there's no future for humanity if they can take people out remotely anywhere in the world and shut them down. Most people are, I mean, right now there's people that I know that are scared to talk on social media. They won't talk to me in a public situation like this. <clears throat> they don't want to talk about much online because when they do, they get targeted and their lives are in jeopardy. And I, I've made a couple of videos where I nearly cried in, in, right in front of the camera. I, had to, I did, did my best to hold my emotions back. And that's because this is very, very difficult for me to deal with because I know these people I'm a compassionate person and it kills me. It kills me inside to see these people suffering. I don't really care so much about myself, but it's other people that I'm really concerned about. And I know that these people have volunteered to do this and, they, and they're, they're here and they, and you know, they have that fighting spirit and they don't let this get to them. But when you get to a point and your life's in jeopardy and you're too sick to really do anything that you're supposed to do and you worry about being able to fulfill your mission, you have to kind of take a step back and say, I'm going to stay away from the social media environment, because if I get involved in it, in the weakened state that I'm in, I'm going to die. And there's people out there that I know of, I don't know directly, but I actually, I, I know one person who knows other people. So that's pretty much where it is right now. And it's only because these people don't want to really talk and get out and, and, and associate with others. They don't have to, but if they do, they put their lives in jeopardy because the NSA watches them. And as soon as they start making these little convergence points or these meetings with people, the attacks ramp up and they're in a weakened physical state where they could die. They, one of the um, things that the uh, directed energy does with a lot of these people that I know about is it destroys their immune system, which opens up. It's, 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 it's like a, a directed energy induced form of HIV. Oh, and it wrecks wow. your immune system. And it, it's, it's, it's absolutely horrible when you, well, when you hear what's going on with some of these people. Oh, wow. This is insane. This is, this is so wild. Like, I, I don't even know what to say, to be honest with you. Like, it, this is like really uh, pre prevalent, right? It's prevalent. It's happening to a lot of people. And it's not just star seeds. There's, there's, you know, political people, people going there. I mean, you've got the Havana syndrome. So for anybody that says I'm crazy, go look up the Havana syndrome. Go look up that, you know, they, the U.S. government doesn't want to admit that they have these weapons, but they're the ones that have all of them. And <clears throat> other countries have them, too, because they're developing the same. They've got the same treaties going on with these Dracos and others, and they're developing the same technology. They've got spies that they're all in competition to get the ultimate weapon. And the ultimate weapon is directed energy weapons because the future of, 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 of actual warfare, Robert, isn't guns and bombs. It's 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 actually a war on consciousness. That's where we're headed now. And that's what that's where we're at. And they're using they're using weapons that are based in consciousness to target people because it takes a psychic to be able to program a supercomputer to target somebody at the soul level and then affect their physical body. Yeah, I'm, I just looked up the Havana syndrome. Uh, CIA begins compensating victims of Havana syndrome. Wow, this is this is a this totally like this is totally wow. I gotta check. I gotta look into this. There's a but, tremendous amount of information out there, and these people keep getting attacked. There was the um, an embassy in Havana, Cuba, where members of I guess the State Department um, and and 
members of the CIA were targeted with directed energy by some government that hasn't been identified. I'm sure they know who it is, but I'm not going to tell you. It could have been Russia, it could have been China, it could have been Cuba. They could have did it themselves. I mean, who knows? I doubt if they have the technology because they're such a poor country and they're, on the, and they're kind of marginalized, but they do have deals with other countries that are part of the 40-some percent that aren't part of the transatlantic system. And that includes Russia. Um, and that, in, that in also includes a lot of countries in the Middle East. It's like 40-some, like 43 or 44% of the world's population. And then you have the other 50-plus percent are in the transatlantic system, which is where these weapon systems are really prevalent. But Russia... Yeah, I, I shared my screen just to show the people like what you're talking about. Like, okay. this is what happened when I Googled Havana syndrome. Like, it's, it's, it's very real. Absolutely. If it's, on, if it's on Wikipedia, they're not afraid to tell you about it because Wikipedia is, is run by shills. Well, here, it's this one. Here's the article here. I'm going to see my printer. It says CIV Indians begins compensating victims of Havana syndrome. Um, yeah, and if you look at that, see that image of that. There's like a um, right here page. No, right, right, right next to that, right in the center. There's a page right there. That's probably talks about the Havana syndrome. And if you look at that, you'll find some of the things. Well, that's depression, insomnia, period. Okay, nausea. Yeah, all these things are, are, are symptoms of of. Uh, what can happen when you get hit with directed energy? And there's, there's a variety of other ones. They can actually inflict pain. Um, I had my arm actually, um, it felt like somebody had a TENS unit hooked to my right arm and I was doing a video edit a few weeks back. It was actually a rhythmic type spasm that was just like having a TENS unit attached to yourself with a, a programmed spasmatic sequence to it. And I have nerve damage in my body, but I've never experienced that. And this all started after this, after this crap started with me. I started hearing audible tones, um, not ringing of the ears. I mean, I've got a little bit of hearing damage from, you know, from firearms and stuff like that. And loud. I had a, a military truck that I drove for about 10 years that was loud and obnoxious. And uh, that affected my hearing a little bit too. So I have a little bit of ringing in my ears, but this was a tone like a tuning fork. There was different notes to it. And I, I started hearing stuff like that. And then I started getting pain in parts of my body. And I think more or less this was a warning signal. It's just like, you need to stop. And it, and it coincided with the, with the reptilian attacks and the AI um, thought form attacks and so forth. But what I do know is, is that star seeds generally don't get the gang stalking as much. They don't get the... the um, satellite driven you know directed energy mind control because that's also part of this they call it what they call it neural monitoring neural network monitor something like that there's a lot of different terms that um, are out there on online that you can look up we get more of well we get the standard directed energy but we also get the draco reptilian attacks which is the difference it's like the dracos have said okay these guys are too hard to target. Let us take care of it. I wanted to mention one last thing, Robert, before we close this up. I was told, and I wasn't the only one that was told this, there's others, that either very soon or not too far from now, we're going to be, some of us who are in this are going to be getting upgraded with, to the point where we can actually deflect the directed energy attacks to a certain degree, maybe 80, 90%, not completely. Because if they don't do this to a certain segment of the starseed population, the bad guys are going to win. And I think that's really the thing, you know, to take away here is that 
there is hope and there is there is help coming, but it's not here yet. Yeah, well, um, I mean, I think we have the power of consciousness. Um, I think we have the power that we can deflect anything if we think if we use our our will. And uh, and I think some of us are protected. I really do. I think a lot of us might be protected, and I don't think the government even knows that how protected some of us might be. You know, to a degree, and I think a lot of that protection has to do with how far the ETs that handle you are willing to, you know, to push you into things that would put you in 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 harm's way and i think that but because really there's not much they can do as far if you could if you get targeted by the government there's not much the ets can do except for upgrade your implant which can give you the ability to deflect this energy it's not a complete deflection my question is is what happens when you're asleep does yeah. your higher self take over and deflect that energy or do you get with it and wake up i don't I, know if you noticed like when we were talking but this thing's been going crazy this light's been going flashing on and off especially when we pull up the Havana syndrome like it starts it starts like switching on and off like it's 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 it's, it's the light goes on and off like a camera almost like it's like they're turning on a camera I've gotten so used to it I'm just like I don't even care anymore it really does not even bother me at all I'm like if someone wants to waste all their time watching me then have fun I do not care I don't give a fuck like I that's how the, the point I've gotten to I just think someone's wasting a lot of time I don't, I don't think they see it that way. Well, maybe. maybe you're, no. you're, a, you're a VIP in their eyes. Very important person. <laughs> so, so you've moved, and I, I, I was wanting to ask you this. You've moved since I talked to you last, and you're seeing you're having the same problem. Yeah, these lights keep flashing. Is it just the lights flashing? or Because or, there is a technology that they can use where they can pump light into your room with no perceivable path from how it got in there. I don't know if it's generated by your mind or it's something that that's being that, that you're seeing in your eyes with your optical nerves, or if it's actually light that can pass through walls or some type of energy. But I've looked it up. And I, the reason I looked it up is because uh, a friend of mine has a neighbor who found out that Elijah Cummings, another Maryland politician, hadn't paid taxes in decades. He worked for the IRS and he opened up a case on these politicians he was told to shred the documents, you know, delete the files and forget that he ever saw it. He made copies of it and he forced the issue and they fired him. And I don't know the whole story, but he sued. He sued the Treasury Department and or the IRS and he, he got a settlement, but he became a targeted individual. They fly drones over his house whenever he went on. a, um, He would write a lot of letters. Um, they would send federal agents around to question the neighbors. And they live on a kind of an inlet. So right behind my friend's house, there's a river. And it's actually called Stony Creek. It's a creek. It's, it's off, um, well, you can look up Stony Creek here in Maryland. You can figure out where it is. But um, they, they park a boat. Because this guy's now in a nursing home prior to this. And I had pictures of this. I wish I would have kept on my phone. They would park a boat out behind my friend's house. And then on the back of this boat was all of these little satellite dishes and antennas. And it would be two jarheads of crew cuts would sit in there with dark glasses. And they'd sit in this boat for two weeks at a time. And one time they sat there, it was 20 degree temperatures. There was just enough water movement where the water hadn't frozen over. But they literally sat for two weeks in the same spot in a 20 to 25 to 30 degree temperature range. And this guy was complaining about voice to skull type of phenomenon. He was having lights in his house, probably the flickering. He had a variety of, of, of health effects. He was getting headaches. 
and all sorts of problems. And um, it was coming from this boat. And this boat said Missouri. And I'm like, well, how do they get from Missouri to Maryland? And what do they do? Do they go down to Missouri River and go down? And so I forget, I have to look at a map. And maybe you can get out to the, you know, you know, to the Gulf of Mexico. Maybe they came around. But I think they just, they just came from the Coast Guard yard. It was probably oh, a boat that they seized in a drug bust some time ago. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's hilarious. Well, anyway, I got to do another show. But um, do you want to tell everybody where they can find you and, um, and stuff like that? Yeah, right now I'm really behind on my project. Um, <clears throat> so the only place you can find me at the moment is Hajan Contactee on YouTube. I do have a website that I'm getting ready to start construction on. I've got a page up. It's called the Planetary Consciousness Project. That's that's the, and, and well, the web address on that, you can actually find a link on my YouTube channel. I'm also going to be working on the Voices of Orion project as a side project now instead of the primary one. I'm just getting my health together to actually get the energy to start this. So I'm going to do the Planetary Consciousness Project. It's going to be kind of like a no-frills version of this information. And eventually I'm going to do the Voices of Orion project. It's going to have more of a kind of a e Egypt-type theme to it, more mystical look to it, but it's going to be the same type of information. The ultimate goal is to kind of tie these together and link them into a forum, but I'm, a, I'm a, probably six months off from that. I'm way behind on what I need to do, and I've been struggling the last couple of months. I've got heart failure, hormone issues, and um, a few other things going on with me that I'm just starting to get under, under control to the point where I've got energy where I can do things. So before, I was suffering from extreme fatigue and a lot of like fog. I, I couldn't think clearly, so that's what's really held this up. And I've got a lot of ET inter, inter, interference. Now I've got all this other crap happening to me too. So it's kind of like a big question mark of how far I'm going to get with this. But um, right now it's just a YouTube channel, Hajian Contact E. But I'd say within two months, there's going to be uh, some type of a website. And I'll, I'll start to do a lot of writing because that's where I really shine is actual writing instead of talking. And um, I'll be able to put out a lot of information and then do videos that coincide with that information. So it'll be a lot of the same stuff. The goal here is really to create what I would call a virtual temple complex, which is to create an online community of star seeds. Because once you bring people together, it gives the extraterrestrials a chance to start networking these people together for specific purposes. <clears throat> that, that sounds great. And, and I think we got to do, I'd like to do a follow-up here soon. Like, you know, um, I'd like, you know, I'd love having you on the show. You always bring so much good information, man. This is awesome. Well, I'm, I'm you know, just here to help while I'm here. Yeah, I, 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 I love it, though. I, I think you really bring, like, you, I, I think people are going to find a lot of value in this. And people that are wondering what's going on, you know, this is, a, this is like a good, maybe people might have to go back and listen to this a couple times, but I think it'll sink in and it'll get to people. And I, I think that's what we need to do, you know. I'm going to put this everywhere on Rockfin, Rumble, YouTube, uh, Spotify, everywhere. But, uh. Yeah, well, thanks, man. And uh, I'll be in touch and we'll get a hold of you soon. Yeah, and uh, hopefully NSA doesn't singe my nose hairs after this. <laughs> All right, man, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, Robert, it was Thank really good talking to you. Thanks, take care. All right, bye.